And within the Delta business model, we have advantages because not only are we creating and extending our engineering capability and our knowledge of the technology, we also have a consulting business that are able to provide strategy and define operating models and also deliver change transformation. And that becomes an even more powerful opportunity when you link that to a managed service or services business. The following is a conversation between Alan Philpott and Robert Lane. Alan is the Chief Product Officer at Delta Capital and has more than 30 years experience in operations and strategy across financial markets and joined Delta Capital from Settle, where he was Head of Custody and Market Infrastructure. He has also held senior roles in post-trade and securities at Barclays and Capco. Robert, the host of this podcast episode, is a consultant here at Delta Capita, having studied a degree in investment management and a subsequent master's in financial economics, he has always been interested in the financial realm. Since starting at Delta Capita, he has been exposed to numerous analytic and automation tools and is currently utilizing these skills on a project at a tier one London exchange. Hi both, welcome to the podcast. Alan, to start off, do you mind just elaborating on the introduction I just gave? So, hi, I'm Alan Philpott. I am the Chief Product Officer for DLT Solutions at Delta Capita. I break my career up into three segments. My first part of my career heavily focused on operations, leadership and management across multi-asset and multi-functions. So I have gained my deep domain knowledge, particularly in those, I'd say, first 10 to 15 years of my career. Next segment of my career was focused on more on product development and business leadership. And so I I moved into some front office management product roles, as well as running broker dealer outsourcing businesses. So I have a history of changing legacy systems, building new services, new solutions. And I was CEO of a broker dealer business for five years, leading them to public listing in, in NASDAQ. So a hell of a journey there. The last segment of my career, I moved into more change strategy and technology product. So I led the Barclays change and strategy function for the investment bank and was heavily involved in creating the outsource solution that people refer to as APTP, which is outsource broker dealer securities operations. After doing that, I moved into more consulting and that's where my entry into blockchain started. So I was consulting in post-trade strategy for Capco before really taking the leap into fintech and blockchain and joining the Settle organization 2018. And there I led the market infrastructure and custody solutions business. And so that's where I got my, coupled with my deep domain knowledge, my technology knowledge around blockchain and its capabilities. And I've really paired all of those elements of my career being the operational knowledge, the change product knowledge and the technology to arrive where I have today at Delta, which is to lead the business and to drive these new services and solutions. So Alan, thanks very much for for taking the time to speak to us. Before we do get into questions, would you mind just giving a sort of a brief description of, of what exactly DLT is just for the listener and just for me, just for a general kind of background? Sure. So, I mean, DLT, people are calling it DLT today. We've called it blockchain. People will call it distributed ledger solutions. In essence, it is new technology that has emerged out of digital landscapes, being crypto, for those that know that. And what we are at Delta is we're exploring the use of the technology specifically for innovation capital markets. Cool. Thanks very much. So, And then on the back of that, can you just give an introduction to to what the, the Delta Capita distributed ledger system is 
and the progress that that's been made since the launch of this business? Yeah, sure. So if I take it back to the beginning, so Delta acquired proprietary technology, as well as an engineering team, as well as some business domain knowledge to embark on its entry into providing new digital solutions. Uh, the transaction closed back in March of this year, and we really started our work in April when we were able to bring the team across into the Delta environment, stand up the technology and start to look at how we could start to re-engineer and use the technology that we had acquired. So we've been very busy since that time, focused on a number of things. So we've focused on making sure that the proprietary code that we acquired was, was validated. The engineering team have taken some time to do that. There have been some elements of re-engineering, which have been important, particularly standing that technology up in the Delta environment. We, we have also been focused on a number of key strategic things. So we have clearly announced to the industry and our clients that we're embarking on this journey. So we have specifically focused on our products and our technology in that time. And we're devising a strategy that's really focused on a, a number of key initiatives within capital markets. Okay, So that's what we've been focused on internally during that time. We've also been through an element of rebranding through that period, and we're about to, to launch the rebranding exercise upcoming in September, which is super exciting because I think it just rubber stamps what we've been doing in, in the past few months and then more importantly, looking forward. We've also, during that period, focused on our roadmap. So we have clear sight about what the rest of 23 looks like for us at Delta. We focus clearly on working with our first client and getting them live and into production in Q quarter four this year. As important as that, we're also focused on 2024. So we've been doing a lot of work with industry peers, with prospects and potential clients on what are their needs and where do they want to look to deploy and use the technology next year. So rather than some of the industry potentially focused on a broad range of topics and subjects, our focus is very much capital markets and where we can enable this technology to start making a difference. Cool. Yeah, thanks very much for that. I suppose on the back of that is the question of why did DC and you sort of think that this was a good time to enter into the market with this sort of technology? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've thought that for a number of years. So I've, <laughs> I've actually been looking at this technology for about seven years myself personally. So I've thought for a number of years now that this technology is a game changer or a transformer for some of the areas of the industry. When I talk about the industry, I'm talking about capital markets, where this technology could be used to change the way things are done. It could be used to change the way the markets operate. It could be used to create new opportunities. So I've been a firm believer in that for a long period of time. I think what's becoming more obvious in the industry is that technology is now deemed to be more mature and has been more regularly tested over recent years. And I think when you look at Delta's strategy around transforming itself, also becoming a solutions provider business, a managed service business, this particular technology, and again, other technologies do the same, but this particular technology is really strong in providing multi-tenant, multi-asset utility solutions. Okay, and so that's really super interesting when you're able to do that on new technology. I think another shift that Delta witnessed was a shift in the legal landscape or the regulatory landscape. 
So what's becoming more apparent is that regulation is clearly changing to allow the use of the technology. And um, as important is the law is changing. So there is a number of countries that have already changed law around the ability to issue native digital securities. And one of the things hopefully we get through when we have this conversation is terminology. So, you know, when we talk about native digital securities, they're very different from tokenized securities, et cetera. So, and again, when we talk about the, the particular asset classes that we're focused on, they are regulated instruments. So we are not focused on the unregulated crypto landscape. We are very focused on this technology in regulated markets. Right? And I think another observation is that and some of the industry, I would say, not all of the industry, some of the industries have started to focus on production platforms. So they've shifted away from experimenting, doing POCs. Some are still doing that, but there are others that have moved on. And you're starting to see people now really think about how they can leverage a technology in a production landscape and start to use it to replace legacy age technology in their own businesses. Okay, so I think there's a number of factors that I think have got Delta's attention. So, you know, when things align the way they have around regulatory change, technology advancement, and market opportunities, that tends to drive people into this space. And then going on from that, what do you think the key industry developments are that are driving interest in in DC, DLS, and, and its capabilities? I think the industry is focused on the emerging opportunities for themselves in the regulated capital markets. And as I said, there is definitely a shift in the regulatory landscape. And working with Delta, how, why do people see working with Delta as an advantage? Well, I think one of our advantages and what people are seeing in Delta is that we're focused on this opportunity. We're not doing this as well as running a day-to-day business and trying to change a day-to-day business. This is our focus and this is our services that we want to provide. And within the Delta business model, we have advantages because not only are we creating and extending our engineering capability and our knowledge of the technology, we also have a consulting business that are able to provide strategy and define operating models and also deliver change transformation. And that becomes an even more powerful opportunity when you link that to a managed service or services business. So the fact that we already have client service businesses, that we are positively seen in the marketplace of you know, acquiring clients' assets, but offering them to multi-tenants is a key differentiator. So I think when, when people look at Delta, they're not looking at just a DLT technology. They're looking at all of the other bits and parts that come with that. And I think that creates a powerful opportunity for us and can help clients solve their business problems, can help them enable themselves for future change. And we can go on that journey with them. So I think that's a really powerful thing for us. I think the other things that are at the forefront of, of my mind and our mind when I talk to interest participants is the two areas I think I'm seeing most activity is the area of clearly digital issues. When I talk about that, I mean native digital securities. And there's been a there's been a focus for many years now around doing bond proof of concepts, but the industry's gone way beyond that. And I think now you're seeing with law changing the 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 ability to be able to issue these native digital securities on the new technology. And there's a number of areas, the asset classes that we are particularly focused on are structured products and, and bonds. What's slightly different with the way that we're doing things is that clearly there is still a need for cash, when we talk about cash on-chain, 
Now, you can Google this, and there's many different initiatives around trying to get cash on chain, whether it's stable coin, whether it's bank coin, whether it's central bank currency. For this, for the industry to truly transform, we need cash on chain. Okay. What we're trying to do is we've got the technical capability to do that, but we're more focused on connecting the existing pipes and plumbing of, of payments. So connecting up to commercial bank settlements, central bank settlement, for example, on target two. So we can connect digital securities to existing pipes and plumbing, which again is a really powerful transition because it shows that we can offer efficiencies and advancements in the technology whilst whilst coexisting with today's ecosystem. Um, and we're able to do that, not only in native digital securities, but also digital asset tokens. We deem those to be different. And again, we're keen on making sure that we use the right terminology and consistency. So when we talk about native digital securities, as I said, they are a security issued in digital form from inception through to maturity. A digital asset token is a tokenization of a traditional security or a conventional security. Okay, so we, you know, our technology that we are working on is able to do both of those things as well as conventional securities, which again, I think is a huge differentiator for us in our go-to-market strategy. Some of the other key developments in the industry which align with what we're doing is things like the EU pilot regime and the UK sandbox. So we are actively looking at partnering and providing technical solutions to anyone that wishes to participate in, in those pilots. The EU pilot is, is born clearly out of, of people focused on financial market infrastructures, of which is one of our key strategies. And one and again, our first anchor client is, is a regulated financial market infrastructure. So there, again, is an opportunity for Delta to work with our existing clients and, and our prospects on providing technical solutions in an emerging technical space. I think the last thing that we as an industry and we at Delta are really focused on is not providing fragmentation. Now, part of the challenge and the operational efficiency in today's ecosystems is fragmentation. I've worked in the industry for decades now and you know, for my time in industry, everyone's always focused on how can we remove fragmentation, how do we create interoperability? Okay. So rather than design the flaws of the past, we're heavily focused on making sure that we don't do that. And our technology solutions and our messaging capability allow us to be interoperable from day one. And we've already proven that by launching products that are interoperable. So we are agnostic to any blockchain that anyone wishes to use. We have to be even though we are we have our own proprietary blockchain technology we have connections into private permission blockchains and public blockchains and that brings its own complexities but what we need to make sure is that the solutions we provide to our clients are flexible and if you don't consider that in any solution you're going to struggle to drive adoption and one of the key things that we think about all of the time when we do solution design is adoption how can we make this technology easier for clients to use? How can it be adopted easier? And that's why our focus on interoperability focuses on traditional messaging protocols as well as new emerging protocols. So there's a lot of developments going on in the industry. We have to continue to um, listen, learn, and pivot and change our strategies as things change. But I think at the moment right now, we are focused absolutely on the right things going on in the industry with the right client segments and trying to provide that, as I said, that enablement, particularly going into 2024.
Cool. Thanks very much for that. I think on one of the points you made, you were mentioning native digital securities. Would you mind just elaborating on, I mean, what, what exactly is the benefit of having native digital securities and the like? Yeah, uh, in short, this topic can be, depending on who you talk to, it can be transformative, it can be defensive, it can be scary. And I think what native digital really means is that you have the ability to digitally code the existence for security and its value from inception. Okay. And what does that actually mean? So in traditional markets, to issue a security requires a number of actors, a number of steps, and quite a lot of onerous paperwork that is where people have focused to date is on automating and digitizing paper processes. Okay, but those processes still exist in part. What digital native digital security allows you to do is to remove those paper steps and those those breaks and issue that security in true digital form on a network from inception. Okay, so that removes clearly inefficiencies in a process. It speeds up the process. I think where it becomes interesting is that this is kind of the element of the industry where you get disruptors and resistors, which is for me the most interesting part. So by having the technical ability to to issue securities in a different way, absolutely could disrupt the current landscape and remove a number of actors from the chain of issuance. When we think about where we spend our time is, is we focus on the issue and the end investor all of the time. And they're the two most important parts in a security. If you don't have the issue and you don't have the investor buying the asset, the rest of the middle is kind of just, it doesn't matter because it won't exist, but it won't start. So our focus is always on that. And then what we do is we draw out the value chain, well, I'd say the process chain versus the value chain, because the value chain, there, therein lies the problem around the cost problem. What we focus on is through that asset life cycle, okay, how can you in a digital way, automate process using, and, and people will talk about smart contracts, and it's probably something we'll talk about in a, in a different session, versus executable code driven by workflow, which is the term that we tend to use versus smart contract. Coming back to our point on terminology, we do need to, to make sure that we use the same terminology. So we focus on, on how can we drive automation? And ultimately, what I tend to look at is how can I reduce the cost of ownership to the end investor, and how can I reduce the cost of issuance to the issuer? Okay, you do that by simply looking at the end-to-end life cycle and how you can automate things, right? And that, that absolutely then introduces another problem, which is there are many actors in that chain of that transaction that have revenue associated to processing. And when someone comes along and says, "I can disrupt, change this," you get a ton of resistance. Okay, so it's not easy to do this. But our and the reason we focused on those asset classes that I talked about at the beginning was that you tend to find that those particular asset classes have less actors. As important, they have the same actors providing different parts of the process chain. And it's in their interest in order to drive more products to their clients at a cheaper price point and therefore drive more revenue and business. It's, it's actually in their interest to change the way they do things. So we try to find the right actors and the right participants on the right asset class with the right technology where law, where law and regulation allows it. So there's a, there's a whole ton of things to consider. 
but that's that's how we've managed to refine what we do and when i talk about us being laser focused that's how we've managed to achieve some of those things by by considering all the things and back to the question you know those key industry developments we have to consider all of that before we entrench ourselves to come up with these ideas about how we can work with clients so hopefully that kind of is a kind of the detailed response to the question that gives you a, a kind of a feel for what we look at and how we consider our approach yeah certainly that's absolutely perfect thank you very much one follow-up question before we get on to the next one does this technology only apply to securities uh no we at delta are focused on regulated securities markets be in capital markets okay now that is a very broad statement they can be listed securities they can be unlisted securities okay it could be a bond an equity a fund a warrant a note a structured product an etf there, there, there's so much that kind of falls under that umbrella of security we're also focused on the elements that are also attached to a security so where there is cash clearly that it gets exchanged for securities and the dvp we're focused on on providing the tech for that and that's why i alluded to our solution which is kind of a hybrid of we're able to connect to traditional pipes and plumbing and do cash settlement related to securities which in today's market happens more often than not in a, in a regulated market infrastructure so we have a particular focus on securities there are other things that we are aware that the industry is starting to explore again things like kyc passport so there was an attempt a number of years ago to explore dlt's a use case in dlt in kyc and i'm talking about a four to five year ago it was kind of explored back then it was considered to be new technology was it scalable etc and, and all of the questions i think that were asked about could dlt provide a solution have broadly been answered i think in, in that particular utility opportunity it's more complex than just having a technical solution creating your solution and actually migrating to it is probably the bigger challenge so we are looking at that but we're probably more looking and listening versus actively doing something at the moment um, and then we'll work with clients as to their needs but if that emerges to be an opportunity again the technology can be applied to do that but one thing that we are not going to be at delta is we're not going to be chasing around doing things that are not consistent with our business and our clients there are other technology providing there are thousands of blockchain companies that are doing all sorts of things really interesting segments but for us we're focused on our area of expertise which is capital markets that's our domain expertise that's all of our business leadership come from that domain and that's where we have scale and capability within capital markets what opportunities are dcds focused on right now we are focused on launching our first client so as part of our transaction we we went public on working with a financial market infrastructure it's a super interesting project for us it has opened up a whole plethora of conversations and opportunities just to partner with them but we will not lose focus that is our number one priority in this quarter to ensure that we continue what we're doing the good work we're doing and we get that um, that solution into production and deployment so that is absolutely our focus we are focused on working with other clients in Q4 and so we may start our second client project in the quarter so that is a clear priority for us as well but I think as important we we are continuing to invest in our engineering capability to transform the product we have we are absolutely readying ourselves for 2024 
I think there's going to be some interesting announcements, opportunities that are going to come out towards the end of the year, early next year. And we're, we're making sure that we are ready to participate in that journey as a company. So we need to make sure that we are running a business in a steady state, that we have the ability to scale. And that is just an internal thing to make sure that we have the engineering capability, the testing capability, and all of the other component parts that are coming as part of the Delta solution. So that is our primary focus for the rest of this year and going into early next year, as long, alongside a brand launch um, and being more active outside in the industry versus internal. So I would say very much our focus deliberately for this year has been internal to make sure that we are ready before we go external really and, and start to go out there and push our, our capabilities. You mentioned the fact that we are ready to participate in the journey. What does that mean is next for Delta Capital Distributed Logistics as a, as a business? Yeah, so when I, when I say we're ready, I think we, we have a very busy Q4. We have clearly our first client going into production and working on our second client, client initiative. You will see some activity from us around our brand and product launch that will be coming late Q3. Uh, we will be very active doing more of these podcasts and webinars with clients and industry participants. We want to make sure that we are vocal in the industry. We want to make sure that we we are getting out our ideas across to industry participants. We're exploring the art of the possible. We want to make sure that we are pushing the boundaries of the technology and its considerations. I think there is still an element of stigma, nervousness around from some clients around a how can the technology be used in their own businesses? And it's up to us to make sure that we work with them to understand that. So I'll, I want us to be more active in that conversation. And you'll see that in who we have joining us in some of those webinar sessions. It is not going to be just about a DLT conversations. It's going to be challenging the why DLT question. It's going to be challenging the evolution and the journey for the technology. So we want to make sure we're honest, we're candid, but also that the industry comes on that journey. So it's up to us to get control of that and drive that agenda. And that's what we'll be doing. We will continue to look at our core services. So we're doing some very, really interesting things already in our core engineering function, looking at how we can start to extend our service capability in Q4 and, and also add some other core parts to our core capability. And so we'll be announcing some of that as well in Q4. And that's exciting in a degree because we're actually bridging the gap between private permission blockchains and public blockchains. And so we're, we're going to continue to explore that. That seems to be what the industry are focused on. And so where we want to make sure we are, we are coming back to this native digital security versus digital asset token, you know, they, they could be issued on, on those private chains, but they could also be issued and should be issued on those public chains. So we want to be at the forefront of that as well. So we're going to be very active there. And I think but above all is that this year has been about launching the business. It's been about stabilizing the business internally before we go for our big launch. So I'd say we've had a bit of a soft launch today, um, but we have to be ready for 2024. I think, as I said, there, there will be some interesting announcements in the upcoming conference season. I think there'll be some interesting public announcements that hopefully get, get out there before the end of the year, but maybe early next year, that I think are going to transform people's thinking going into next year. You know, there are still some hesitant people out there that think that this technology is three to five years away, et cetera, et cetera. 
I think what we will see is that it's here and now and it's being used right now. So I expect, you know, if we're not ready for that explosion in 2024, then that's our own fault. And that's been the focus and my focus internally. So I've been pushing the team quite hard on the delivery side. And that's important. I didn't do it just because, just to push them hard, but it, it was a case of making sure that we are ready beyond the first client project. Okay, I don't want us to miss that opportunity being part of that journey. And quite frankly, at the forefront of it, you know, part of my reason for joining Delta and part of the reason for Delta doing this is they want to be disruptive. They want to be at the start of the journey and they want to influence this change. We can't do that if we're a follower. So we very much believe in, in the strategy of we should lead the industry. We should be at the forefront of that journey and that's what we'll be doing. This concludes this episode of the DC Tech Talks. If you've got any questions about anything that was discussed, please reach out to us at dc.tech.talks at deltacapital.com.